Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I have an announcement for you. I am going to be producing and hosting an event in Los Angeles, California. It's going to be a wishing machine workshop. Now, I have done one of these in Asheville, North Carolina. I did one in Sedona, Arizona. Of course, this past month, I did the big event, Finding Your Magic, here in Las Vegas, Nevada, which included the wishing machine. But this next one will be a soul wishing machine workshop. And it's going to be on Saturday, October the 13th of 2018, from 2 to 4 p.m. It's going to be in Hollywood. Uh, I'll give you more details later uh, on the specific location and how you can get tickets. There will only be 50 seats available. Um, But again, you might want to mark that down on your calendar if you're interested in being there with me for a couple of hours as I give you a thorough presentation on the wishing machine and we do some hands-on exercises and uh, it's just going to be a really cool interesting experience and who knows I might even come up with the spot for an after party when the event is uh, is over so again that's going to be on Saturday October the 13th of 2018 it'll be here before you know it that's from 2 to 4 p.m. in Hollywood in Los Angeles California it'll be a private affair of course in a nice little theater that holds 50 people so I will get that information to you soon if you want to stay updated please go to joshuapwarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter you just need to put your email address into the e-newsletter subscription bank there and I will be sending you updates as I get everything set up and ready to rock and roll for this event so uh, it's going to be a fun time and i cannot wait to see the the interesting selection of people that i meet there in los angeles and uh, it's going to be pretty cool to be able to say okay i've done one of these on the east coast and the west coast and in sedona so uh really making the rounds with the popularity of the wishing machine um there are lots of things going on right now and i want to give you this update you know i I said i wasn't going to talk too much more about the space time warp stuff but this is kind of interesting i thought you would enjoy it um you know i've gotten a lot a lot of media coverage and most of the feedback has been very positive but the criticism that i've gotten has been pretty harsh and um and I think unwarranted because, you know, there are some people who are just outright rolling their eyes and saying, okay, this has got to be snake oil, you know, this is some kind of charlatanism, whatever. And this one fellow wrote an article. I won't tell you uh, his name or who he's with, but he wrote an article that overall I thought was a pretty good article, but it did definitely have a snarky, sarcastic tone. And and um, he actually much to my surprise, sent me a message afterward and uh, apologized and said that he went back and he looked and he felt that it was too harsh and that, you know, he he said that, you know, he has thought more about it and that he shouldn't have written it that way and so he wanted to, you know, do a a revision or at least, you know, an update or something and so he asked me if we could sort of start from scratch 
and he could send me some questions, which of course is what he should have done to begin with. And um, and if he could, you know, write something that doesn't have the, you know, the snarky tone and that, you know, really takes a, a serious look at this. And I said, yes. So he sent me some questions. They're, they're good ones. They're five good questions. And I sat down and I wrote the answers to these questions and I just emailed them back to him. But I figured, you know, uh, even though I told you I wasn't going to keep talking for now about the time warp thing because I don't want to beat it to death, I've just finished these answers to these questions. And so I figure I'm going to read these to you. It's not very long. And, you know, you've heard bits and pieces about this whole process. And if you're a regular listener of this podcast, then, you know, you've heard uh, just about all of this at one point or another, I guess. But this is, I think, a a nice... uh, consolidation it's a a nice condensation of a lot of these important points that i think sort of wrap up how we need to view what we're dealing with here so i'm just going to read each of his five questions and then give you of course my answer so here we go question number one have you been able to reproduce or recreate the same result at the same location how many times has this particular site been tested my answer the result is truly an anomaly i have tested the same site three times but this only happened for a moment on one occasion however i have used the dt meter all over the desert between vegas and area 51 and it has always been easily and reliably calibrated and operated just as intended in fact the inventor of the device silicon valley engineer ronald heath has had two of them running on property in California for months, logging results 24-7, and he has never seen one anomaly. When he said, uh, when he saw my reading, he said, wow, that's incredible. Number two, based on your experience, what might explain this time anomaly? Here is my answer. There are a handful of possible explanations, and I will address each one. A. Equipment failure. The DT meter has worked reliably in every other known case. So if this was a glitch in the technology, it is highly coincidental that it just so happened to occur at a hot spot that, as I later learned, is renowned for UFO sightings and video footage in the area. Most of the history of scientific research includes instrumentation, Yet we must remember that every instrument is conceived by humans, created by humans, calibrated by humans, used by humans, and interpreted by humans. Since humans are imperfect, no scientific results can be truly conclusive. But there is no direct evidence that the meter performed any differently that day at that spot than it has on any other occasion. B an exotic technology nearby. For years, there have been rumors about gravity and space-time warping technologies being tested around Area 51, for example, Bob Lazar's claims. And last year, the Pentagon revealed the government has been attempting to back-engineer UFO debris in the Las Vegas area, that is, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. And now President Trump is developing a space force. 
perhaps there is some testing in the vagus area that, when in progress, can create brief disturbances in the nearby space-time fabric if one is fortunate enough to catch it. Or, if this is indeed related to UFO tech, maybe a craft was zipping nearby at the time I took my measurement. C. A natural phenomenon. It should be no surprise that there are space-time anomalies on Earth. We know that time is a flexible thing, thanks to Einstein and his successors. And we know our planet is a dynamic ball of powerful energy. If you Google NASA gravity maps, you will see illustrations of how inconsistent the Earth's gravitational field is. It's weaker when color-coded blue and stronger when color-coded red. This means time must flow inconsistently around the planet. NASA projects like Gravity Probe B in 2004 documented the weirdness of our planet's space-time imprint with sophisticated equipment. So my finding is not truly that new in general, but new in terms of behavior at that particular site with this particular kind of instrument. My opinion, given all the variables, since the DT meter has worked reliably in every other case, and we know from mainstream science that space-time anomalies exist, I think this reading is most likely an accurate recording of one such anomaly, and the first of many we will discover on a civilian level in the coming years. Question number three. Why haven't DT meters been more widely used among the scientific community? Are you aware of any studies based on the use of this instrument? My response, the DT meter was just invented this year and made available last month, June of 2018. I was the first person to have one aside from the creator. I received it last month and began immediate testing. Therefore, I was truly the first person to ever take one of these devices into the field for research. Number four, might this time warp have any connection to nearby installations at Groom Lake? My response, I traveled hundreds of miles testing spots in the desert about every 20 to 30 miles between Las Vegas and past Rachel, Nevada, near Area 51. Surprisingly, the land around Groom Lake slash Area 51 tested as completely normal. It was only this one site, about 20 miles north of Vegas, in the desert, where I got the anomalous reading. The Groom Lake facility is so huge that one can conceivably tie any weird phenomenon in Nevada to conspiracies regarding their work. However, I cannot say that this particular result was directly related to Groom Lake. And his last question, number five, what's next for the study of this time warp? And my response, the first step in the scientific method is to observe and gather data. This result is the earliest step. I will continue traveling around the region taking measurements and looking for possible patterns and correlations that might reveal a cause and effect. Essentially, as I plot these points, I will see if they eventually coincide with other reports of strange phenomena. This might be like chasing down rainbows, 
so it will probably take a long time to get enough data. But there are now others using the DT meter as well, so I'm excited to join forces and share results for efficiency. We don't know what we don't know, and civilians have never before had this kind of user-friendly device on hand to detect time anomalies. I have been criticized for discussing my findings so early on, but I have always been clear that this is the first step, and I would like those who are interested to be able to enjoy my journey of discovery along with me and hopefully participate. By the way, I do not sell the DT meters, nor do I have any financial interest in them whatsoever. It has never even been discussed. Those interested can contact Ronald Heath through his website, dtmeter.com, dtmeter.com. And then I go on to say, here's a link to the video presentation that I did. And for ongoing updates, please visit joshuapwarren.com. So as you can see, I hope that concisely answered some of the most basic questions that uh, that I've been getting about this whole experience and so um, when this is published then uh, by the fellow I sent it to then of course I'll have that link made available as well but that I believe in a nutshell ought to sum up pretty well what uh, what my point of view is on what's happened here and what the possibilities are so uh, that said, um, it is the weekend, so I hope that this is a nice weekend for you, hopefully a holiday weekend for you, if you're here in the, in the States especially. Remember now, the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours are, well, they're booming, they're booming, and we run rain or shine, it doesn't matter what the weather's like, and right now we even have some special 9 p.m. tours. Some of them are even guided by... The Cryptid Guy, whom you heard me interview recently, Christian McLeod. He's doing the uh, 9 p.m. tours on uh, Friday and Sunday this month. So those 9 p.m. tours are limited engagements, but be sure to go to hauntedashville.com, hauntedashville.com, if you're in the Asheville, North Carolina area, and you're interested in having a good, fun time. And it's family-friendly. Uh, okay, I believe that's it for now. Don't forget to write that down if you are in the L.A. area or want to be in Los Angeles Saturday, October thirteenth, 2018 to hang out with me and see my presentation about the Wishing Machine, the Wishing Machine Workshop. More info to come on that in the very near future. So uh, I will be leaving you another update uh, when when I can. When I can. It's a busy time, but... Uh, Things are going well. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.